Hey, hey, all you Arizona lovers, this is the Finding Arizona podcast, episode number 281. I am your host, Jose. Thank you so much for listening. Today's guest is the wonderful Stephanie of Real Deal Marketing. She's an incredible owner and individual to talk to. We had a blast enjoying each other's company and and talking through Zoom chat on top of everything else. We hope that you guys will check out her links in the bio below. We are always updating those with every guest, so we hope that you guys are giving and sharing sharing the love that comes with our community and going to those links. We are going to jump into a little bit of the business side. You can hear every episode of Finding Arizona Podcast at our website, FindingArizonaPodcast.com. We make it easy for you guys to connect with us. So Finding Arizona Podcast is under Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You let us know who you want. And next, we will make it happen. We have a place for you guys to go uh, catch up with us through just like uh, two different means. One is the newsletter. The newsletter is a little bit more the officials. Uh, those are things that's going on with the podcast. Who's coming up next? What are those links below? What are those bio links? On top of that, we tell you what kind of things are going on in the community. The blog is a little bit more of the personal side of Brittany and I. We tell you what's going on in our lives, but on top of that, we share with you some of our favorite things. On top of that, we share with you just overall what we have in our brains. Uh, That is a fun little place to go to, the blog. And then last but not least, patreon.com slash finding Arizona podcast. There you will go sign up for one of the tiers and you will get a big thank you from both Brittany and I for supporting us, but on top of which you will go get bonus content only exclusive to patreon.com slash finding Arizona podcast. So guys, I hope that you guys have been enjoying yourselves for the last couple of episodes. Like I said, we are trying to make sure that we're keeping up with you through live streams and you guys can ask us questions. We're going to do other fantastic things. Enjoy the live streams because they're going to be happening more and more. Um, We hope that you guys will be staying with us too. There's a lot of cool things coming down the road, but on top of that, Atlas is growing up little bit by little bit and we hope to share with with you that uh, whole growth period and just getting to know him a little bit more and what he's all about so that ends our little intro and concludes this whole big intro to the big podcast so we hope that you guys enjoy this episode this is episode number 281 and we hope that you enjoy stephanie as well stephanie we hope that you enjoy this episode we'll catch you all on the next episode peace Welcome back, everybody, to the Finding Arizona podcast. I'm your host, Jose. As always, we bring in someone very special to the microphone. And today is no different. Through the wonderful power of Zoom, we have the wonderful owner behind Real Deal Marketing. Ladies and gentlemen, Stephanie Real. Hello, everyone. Thank you, Jose. Thanks so much for having me, Finding Arizona podcast. I'm so glad to be here. Absolutely. We always love having new guests. And today, I'm going to be very excited because you're someone who we could get into a little bit of like my favorite parts of like the internet and uh, just kind of understanding marketing and my favorite parts of the business and that sort of stuff. Marketing has always been kind of just like just fun for me to kind of like understand and see other people get a real kick out of marketing and and everything like that too. So I really do enjoy that aspect of it. So I'm excited to talk to you. Um, First, I'm going to ask you the question that we ask now that everything's been changed, flipped upside down and everything like that, because it is big part of our world and it has affected all of us. How are you and your family doing during the pandemic? Well, I really appreciate that. I think that that empathy, it means so much more now than I think 
even a couple of years ago, we could have ever really seen it in that present day. But yeah. thank you so much for asking. We are doing thankfully so well, so grateful for our health. Awesome. And um, yeah, really excited to be here. That's so good to hear. I really do appreciate you kind of like, because the one thing that I always tell everyone is that with this pandemic, we're all entrepreneurs. We want to help the people around us and our network so badly that sometimes we do forget about ourselves in the mix. We do forget, you know, we're, we're individuals too. So, you know, I want to make sure that that empathy, empathy is shown, you know, through and through because we want to make sure that you guys, all of our entrepreneurs, all of our guests, people who come in, if they're just, you know, being safe, staying safe and just, you know, happy as can be. So thank you again. Um, yeah. So let me ask you the question that we asked, that we used to ask everyone for the first time. And that is, can you give us a little bit of the origin story of Real Deal Marketing? Yeah. So what is now known as Real Deal Marketing actually started in my senior year of college. So that was oh, cool. 11 years ago. Uh, we turned 11 <laughs> this year. Um, but, but really kind of I, to to explain where we are now, I have to talk about where we came from. Sure. And I was a senior in college at Arizona State. Go Sun Devils. Yes, uh, go but Sun Devils. Also, but also, um, it, I, I, had, I had studied undergraduate in journalism okay. and had some business and randomly enough, some music theater, which we can go into a little nice. bit later if we need to. Yes. But, uh, but I, had, I had really focused on journalism in my undergraduate career as far as internships experience. And, um, I worked with seven different journalism related mm -hmm. publications, newspaper, magazines, and really gotcha. found myself craving a little bit more. I also graduated from college in 2009. And so, uh, a lot of the publications that I really wanted to be at were furloughed because of the state of the economy and journalism in general at that time. Yeah. And so, uh, it kind of just all came together that my, it was my last semester, my senior year, and I was taking one of my business classes for my, um, for my minor and it was marketing. And I had yeah. done a little bit of marketing here and there, um, helping, helping the family business, uh, when I was, when I was younger on, but I, yeah. I really kind of had this moment, this aha moment where it was the perfect mix of storytelling and, writing and communicating, which I, yeah. I had from that background in journalism. And then this really interesting pool of psychology and kind of understanding, understanding consumer behavior, yeah. which was also kind of interesting to me, even though I didn't officially study it. And then creativity, <laughs> which um, kind of that trifecta is really what drew me to marketing. And I knew that I was getting ready to graduate and yeah. didn't want to delay things. And so I started my LLC and took on any contract or project-based work that I could to build oh, nice. up real world marketing experience. Yeah. So it started as, as that. And I leveraged that experience to get kind of my first real world job, my first uh, full-time job <laughs> in marketing, yeah. uh, which was on the corporate side. And then I played the side hustle life for about nine years. Wow. And in 2019, I left my full-time job to focus on the business full-time and I haven't looked back. Nice. That is one well-rounded story that you got there. I first off want to just say like, that is something that it just kind of blows my mind how long you've been in hiding, just like not in hiding in the, in the mix yeah. of like it being a side hustle, so to speak. So it's like it, you had kind of your wheels spinning. You just needed that kind of foreground, like just to get you on the road and, and off the races. Uh, 
So that's really cool to understand. I'll give you a little bit of background about mine. So really, really quickly, I started this in grad school in ASU. Uh, so I graduated in 2013 with my master's in landscape. What ended up happening was in that time period, I was doing screen printing for t-shirts for different businesses. And I wanted to just really make myself kind of like stand out. So I'd really try my best to like meet business owners and, and kind of introduce myself and just understand why they're making the t-shirts to begin with. I think that's something that I think if you're doing it, you might as well just ask that question. So that kind of led to more in-depth stories with the business owners. And they just were just really happy to like have the conversation with me. And I could tell just from their enthusiasm, the way they spoke and the way that they were energetic about every person has it about their business. So that really kind of hit me first off. And then it wasn't until later down the road, kind of a couple months in where I'm just like, I'm getting all these great stories. I'm really having fun doing this. There's got to be a way to like, you know, make this kind of stick, so to speak. Yeah. And it wasn't until I was like listening to podcasts because I was listening to podcasts all the time that someone was like, hey, look, if you have something that you were interested in doing or interested in wanting to do, go out and do it before someone else beats you to the punch. And I was like, Oh, you know, I really thought about doing this podcast thing. So, you know, I was like, okay, well, I'll go out and buy the microphones myself, learn how to edit, learn how to do all that stuff. And it just kind of became a part of my life. And it was a side hustle for a long time. It still kind of is really in the mix of like really of what I do all day long, but it's like, I just feel like this has been something that I couldn't say it's, work. It's something that I love to do. It's something that I get passionate about. And it's not a day that I work on this thing. It's just something that I really love doing. Well, that's always the best kind of work when it doesn't feel like it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I 100% agree. But again, it's like from that be very close, like um, just like spinning my wheels in just kind of like, I got this thing. I have people who want to be on it. I'm just kind of like building up the episodes and building up the episodes. And it wasn't, I would say for me, I always thought the thing that pushed us over the edge or really kind of got us into the community at large was our 50th episode that we did with a very special guest in an in-studio manner, like where we went to someone else's studio that was like very well polished and just really put all our, our effort foot forward on that 50th that it just kind of really meant a lot to, I guess, a lot of people and it just really helped us get out into the community and we've been doing it ever since. And it's just been a lot of really great individuals. And I really thank you. I say all of this really to kind of share with you our humble beginnings together that match really well and just kind of that symmetry that we have. So I asked that to ask you this next question is from that time period of where you were learning to just kind of do the things that help your business. What did you learn most from that time period? What did you learn most from being head down focus on just the task at hand? You know, I think there was always kind of this inner inner voice for me that I I was going to be an entrepreneur in some way yeah. and have a business. Yeah, um, that just felt really right, even though I didn't necessarily know what it was. But I think, you know, especially when you're doing the side hustle piece, and I'm sure that you've seen this too in mm -hmm. in kind of balancing a, a few different worlds and roles. But it, it can be challenging at sometimes. You you do have to make sacrifice and yeah. kind of give up maybe you know, maybe some of the social elements or things like that, that uh, maybe a, a freshly graduated um, or fresh out of grad school individual would, you know, you might have a little bit more social, a little bit more quote unquote fun. Yeah. But I really found 
I think I really found when that, you know, when, when it was time to put the, you know, put those blinders on and really focus in, mm-hmm. it's really where I started to shine and the creativity really, really flew from there. Uh, and so it was just kind of in the beginning and, and kind of starting, I had just a couple of clients and really leveraged that experience to, to learn marketing on the fly. I've always been really self-taught. And I think that, you know, as I look back now, and I don't know that I necessarily knew it in the moment as it mm-hmm. was going on, but I definitely, I've always been somebody who's learned better from doing it than reading about it in a book or something like that. Sure. And yeah. I think that experience really was a testament and showcase to that of, of me learning. I mean, everything that we do in the entire, uh, you know, across the company and, and um, you know, all the different pieces of the marketing puzzle that come together, yeah. I'm self-taught in. And uh, nice. that's not necessarily the case. I mean, now, you know, fast forward 10, 11 years and they have courses on the stuff that I, you know, I learned on my own. <laughs> um, but I think that that just kind of, I almost, I'm really proud of that because it shows that ability to, you know, kind of take, take a situation where it could have gone a lot differently and make the best about, out of it in the moment. Yeah. And it also definitely shows that like, it's one thing to learn it. It's like, it's more of a tangible learn learning when you're just like, when you actually live through it and do it, when you make the mistake, it's, it's more ingrained in your psyche than it is to learn about it and kind of leap and leapfrog over the situation. I think that there's more of a tangible, Oh yeah, I will remember this for the rest of my life sort of situation. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Let me ask you this though, because there are so many things that I always feel like with marketing, there's a level of their community-based influence, community-based just kind of, you know, being in it in the community and one thing that we always try and uh, do our best is really have individuals who are ingrained in the community, trying to do our best to help the community. One thing that I like to take out of our conversation is what have you learned from your own community? If that in being in marketing or just in the Phoenix at large. You know, I haven't, I've, I've lived here in Phoenix for mm-hmm. 16 years now. And then I grew up in the Midwest in Cincinnati, Ohio. And so I'm almost reaching the point where I've lived in Arizona longer than I did Ohio. How does that make so you I, feel first off? Like, let me cut you off. I'm kind of old, really kind of old. Yeah. But also great. I feel like, uh, you know, I, I can remember maybe on two hands, how many people I've met that are actually like born and raised Arizonans. <laughs> and I feel like the more I'm here, the more I get closer to saying that I'm truly an Arizonan. I feel yeah. it and definitely love this state so much. Um, and I, I don't know what it would be like necessarily to have a business or be a part of the business community in the uh, city where I grew up because I, I haven't done that. Yeah. But I will say that I have definitely seen such an amazing for, especially for as large as Phoenix is, it doesn't feel that big, whether it's the marketing yeah. community or if it's, um, you know, just the larger business owner community as a whole, mm-hmm. I really feel like there's a little bit more of that small town vibe for all of us here. And, um, I mean, I, I really love that and, and love that we all kind of come together and really help each other. Cause that's what community and that's what, you know, being a part of a network of any kind is really all about. And it's awesome to see that, on a very local level too. Yeah. That's, I think that's something that we take away very, very frequently around here is that, that level of like that want 
to help one another, the, the need to really put community first over competition, things like that. So I, I, I agree with you. Uh, one of the other things that we want to ask too is kind of understanding what, what routines do you do for yourself? And I would like to also ask uh, an additional question as to what was the difference between your routine before the pandemic and now? Well, for the first piece, I have worked from home for, or that was the second piece that you just said. Um, I've worked from home for, I think this is going on year six in some capacity, maybe okay. not full time, but at least part of the week. Yeah. Um, so I, I at least had a home office from, uh, from the start of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. I redid, I redid and redecorated the office during the there, pandemic. There you go. <laughs> uh, just to, you know, so I think spending so much time here, especially as, um, we're a 100% virtual agency. So we have clients that are here in Arizona, but we also have clients across the United States. Yeah. My team, they're based all over the U S too. Okay. And so use a lot of different digital tools to communicate, nice. um, but to kind of get out and have a change of scenery pre COVID, you know, I would work at a coffee shop or a co-working space. A lot of okay. those things yeah. during the days, just to kind of get a different energy and a different creative vibe. Uh, and I haven't done that really at all uh, in the last year crazy <laughs> as that sounds um but i think you know as far as kind of the day-to-day -day routine that work from home piece was something that was really natural for me because i've been doing it already okay um but i think that my personal routine i really kind of got into a good groove for the first time in over six years in the last like year and a half uh because like when i was still doing this side hustle and i had a full-time job um, a lot of times my full-time employer would allow us to work from home, but okay. it was really kind of hard to navigate those days. Like I'm a morning workout person. I love to get up gotcha. before the sun's even up, go and get a workout in. But when I first started working from home, I, I really kind of got out of that routine a little bit and it kind yeah. of put me in a little bit of a funk. And so, um, you know, I think that kind of that inconsistency of working from home or being, you know, offsite for client meetings or, mm -hmm. Um, those different pieces, it can be challenging, but, uh, but I definitely that movement piece. And, um, I also kind of that key part of my morning routine is I also have found meditation nice. and I have, I've, I swear that that has really helped me stay sane and just a little <laughs> okay. bit more, a little bit more grounded and centered and, and able to focus more on the present moment instead of having maybe some of that anxiety creep in of all the unknowns and, yeah. and letting that overcome. Um, and I think that that mindfulness practice has really been helpful for me, especially over the last two years. That's really helpful to hear because that's something that through all of our conversations that I'm trying to pick up different kind of routines that help um, entrepreneurs really stay quote unquote sane, just a level headed in a yeah. sense, like on top of things, because I do feel like, you know, being now transitioning to stay at home dad mode, it's really just one of those things of like, I need something. And whether that's, you know, my physical activities or my mental capacity of like generating some sort of peacefulness throughout my day. And I think that it, something I have done myself is yes, I have done meditation a couple of times and it does help. I think one of the routines that I'm going to start picking up is though um, a morning run routine. And that's something that I enjoy doing myself. I love it. The Thank other thing that I do in the morning is I actually, for like the first hour of my day, I don't mm -hmm. look at my phone at all. 
Oh, that's so really other nice. Other than to turn my alarm off. Yeah. Because um, I, I found kind of about... 2019 or so, mm-hmm. I found myself really kind of waking up and jumping right into the day. Yeah. You know, and you immediately have the notifications, the emails, all the different pieces that are priorities. Um, but you kind of lose that time to have that quiet time for yourself. Yeah. And so really regulating that, regulating sounds so serious, but but really being accountable to myself for that and setting that boundary for myself and, yeah. and honoring that for myself yeah. is a huge uh I I mean I even see like a kind of a, a mindset shift for the day when I have that a beginning time of the day for myself versus yeah. jumping in immediately to serve others. I'm better, I'm better capable than of serving uh, my clients or, you know, my family, my, my, uh, my puppies, all, you know, all of the, all of the different pieces that make up a day in my life. Yeah. I feel like I'm just better equipped to do that when I have that time for myself. That's really good too. Cause that's the other thing too, for me is, um, the one thing as a parent that I really was trying to establish early on and just really trying to understand what I've been told and what I've been taught to me. Um, and that is prioritizing your family, prioritizing your child and prioritizing the time that you spend with them. So one of the things that we've done is, um, you know, establish a routine of like a walk whether that's five, five minutes or however long, just go for a walk with him outside to also, you know, one part is just to help him with um, soaking in vitamin D and just receiving sunlight as, as a way for his body to be outside. The other aspect is just the mental capacity of just going for a simple walk in the quiet of nature and outside and and just helping us breathe in oxygen and, you know, releasing those moments of stress has been very, very sane for, you know, helping us stay sane as a family, but also just helping us stay on top of communicating with one another, with, uh, you know, our relationship and, and being married and newlyweds too. Um, you know, we had him like quite simply almost a year after our, you know, wedding and, it, it does, it, you know, when you're quickly into wedding, then into parenthood, it's just, you know, you want to work on your relationship. So we spend that time communicating, talking about our day or talking about how certain things make us feel or what we dreamed about the night before. So it's just really like those types of things that do help. And it just been prioritizing those moments has been so helpful to me. It's so sweet too, to get that time and to get some fresh air and to yeah. share that as a family. That's so cool. Yeah. And it's just, uh, you know, very lucky to have, you know, be able to do that with them and being able to have that time with them. It's just been, I, I just knew as soon as we made the decision to, you know, I'm going to be the one that stays at home. I made that decision of, okay, well then I'm going to do what I've been taught and that's prioritize the time with the family. And it's been, I, I wouldn't, re- I haven't regretted it. It's been very, very helpful. Um, so I will ask this of you now is what has been the biggest lesson that you've learned through the pandemic? Uh, I know there's different things that come up with different businesses. So I would love to learn about what's been the biggest learning experience through this time for marketing. You know, I think for our business, kind of right about a year ago now, we were on the, like right before everything shut down, really, we were on the brink of signing a couple of very large contracts. And then of course, when COVID hit, things really hit a standstill. Um, And, you know, I think in that moment, that really gave me the opportunity to 
take some time to see what was working and what wasn't working for the business. Yeah. And we ended up transitioning. Uh, I won't say the P word, but we ended up transitioning to focusing a little bit more on kind of in the moment support and uh, you know, whether that was like the first couple of weeks that, that COVID had kind of just hit the United States back in, in March and things were just closing down here in Arizona. Um, we offered free strategy sessions for business owners across the country Beautiful. to help them kind of, you know, hear what was going on for their business, hear what, hear what they were up against and try to brainstorm some ideas with them. Sure. Um, no, you know, no cost, totally complimentary, just to, out of the, out of the wanting to help and trying to find something to do to help. Yeah. Um, and I think that that kind of ended up really giving us a, a lesson of being able to dial in our services. So uh, for lack of a better word, we're really a one-stop brand marketing firm. We, ha- we handle everything from you know branding and brand launch to web design, okay. social media marketing, paid advertising, nice. email nice. marketing, custom, um, automiz- automation and customer relationship management system build outs. I mean, That's we really, really cool. We handle all those different pieces and and have kind of this bird's eye view of of strategy for a business to help them make sure that all those pieces are really working together instead of being siloed or, you know, kind of off on a tangent, because that really helps to make sure that the customer can be have as clear as an idea as possible about what what that business is all about. Yeah. And I, I think that that experience and kind of thinking back to last year and last spring and summer, we really used that time to really get clear on, on that message. And in that, on that piece of the puzzle of, mm-hmm. you know, what are we, you know, what are we really going to offer moving forward? What makes the most sense? What do people really need? Yeah. Um, and then leverage that to really, you know, be able to continue to, to survive and exist during the pandemic as well. So yeah. we're really grateful for that. It makes it, it makes it so much easier on you guys long-term too, to kind of um, prioritize the things that you guys know are your bread and butter, because that'll, when you optimize those pieces first, I, and this is things that I've learned from other marketing individuals who, cause we, we, we make friends with the marketing people cause that in long-term helps me of course. <laughs> stay at the top of the Google list, stay at the top of the Google priority list. Uh, but anyways, so yeah, like those types of things I love learning because that it just really, it, it does like, it's once you learn the, f- the fundamentals of like marketing, it's like the aha of like starting a business. It's like the, it's like, oh man, it's like, oh, that's what you have to do. It's like all of these things that like really just help you just in long-term, it just makes sense to have the bread and butter first and optimize. And then you can play around with some of the other not so popular items, adjusting it, tuning it to maybe something, maybe a little bit more for the customer or something that, you know, maybe your guys behind the scenes like more to do things like that. So it's like, I do get it. And it, it really does help in the long term to have those moments of like, okay, we're going to spend this long understanding that portion of our business. And it's like that, that's what happened. This pandemic is a lot of things were, I guess, shut down for lack of a better words, because we're doing this pandemic, but it's like to understand, to not take the moments to, say, okay, well, we're in this halt. Well, what do we do? We understand, we look inward, we look at ourselves, we help, we help better ourselves. So yeah, I do, I do really like, it's, it's really cool to hear that story that you guys did that. Not only that, but you guys took the moment to also help others, you know, help your fellow man by helping them understand 
what's going on around them, what's going to happen, what are the next steps to be aware of? Uh, was there any kind of story or something that you guys were helping other individuals with that really stood out to you or just kind of was like a pluck on the heartstring sort of thing? You know, I think I think throughout the pandemic and not not just even some of those businesses that I spoke to from the very beginning, but even just even just driving around the community yeah. to see how many vacancies there are and to hear some of the numbers of how many businesses aren't in our communities here in Arizona anymore. Yeah. That um, even thinking about it, it gets me all misty eyed. It just, it, it's heartbreaking. It's tough. Um, and it is, it is tough. You know, I think that there are so many of the, the businesses that really give our community that personality and that, that uniqueness that we love and we celebrate mm -hmm. are some of the businesses that, you know, maybe they don't have the resources to, or maybe they're not online, yeah. you know, maybe they're, they're a one stop, you know, a one, a one location storefront They're mm -hmm. you know, a restaurant. And I think those, those stories throughout have continued to be just so, so impactful for me. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I think there's sadness. I think there's also kind of seeing in other cases, you know, and, and even some of the, some of those businesses now where the community's doing what they can to rally around the businesses too, and give yeah. that support, um, supporting those, those local businesses and those, those unique services and, and restaurants and shops that give our communities character is something that I personally love to do. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that there, you know, as much as it's been bittersweet where it's dreadful and it's a heartbreaking to see the, the loss and the devastation, I think that there's also a lot of, of gratitude and, and hope for when we see people that are supporting and that are rallying around some of our fellow business owners that need help too. Absolutely. The, you know, we're coming reaching towards the end here. And I, I want to, there's a couple of things on the top of my head that I want to get to first. One of the things that I really do want to reach out to you and understand is, is there anything after, or can you see, a, you know, kind of the, the, the light at the end of the tunnel of this time period? And what does that look like to you? Or, or is there also like a new world perspective because you know we have done a lot of like you said the p word pivoting uh throughout <laughs> different businesses and you know a lot of them aren't going to look the same when we when we come out of this you know what things do you look forward to the future or what things do you see that are going to be real significant changes that will be a part of this whole pandemic you know after effect yeah i think so kind of a few of the things that I've seen just and one of that one of those big lessons that the adapt or you know that's kind of that evolution that we're always evolving it's always a work in progress that's a personal lesson but also a business lesson yeah and I think so many businesses have have done that you know maybe they've introduced curbside pickup or online ordering or mm -hmm. Um, you know, delivery, those different pieces, some of those different virtual elements too. We have, we have a client that we helped transition her uh, brick and mortar location. Um, she's actually, she's on the East coast, but when she, when they had to, had to shut down, they were within five months of being open. They were a brand new business and we helped them transition to wow. a virtual element to their business. It's a, a medical spa, a med spa. Yeah. Uh, very much in person. You can't necessarily do, get a <laughs> or things like that virtually. Yeah. 
Um, but we did, we were able to help them implement and integrate a virtual option to help keep them afloat. And I think there will be a lot of those, those opportunities for creativity and thinking outside the box. And I don't mm -hmm. think those are going anywhere. I think if anything, those will continue to rise. Yeah. Uh, I know my, my father and I, I feel like I grew up in the real estate industry because my dad was in it for so long in Ohio, in, Ohio in the Midwest. Okay. But, you know, I think even just to go back to driving down the street and seeing all those vacancies and all those, you know, spaces for lease, I, that's, that's an area that I just, I, I think will be changed for a long time. I mm -hmm. you know that it could be an opportunity for, for a business to be able to get, to get into a, a space that maybe they wouldn't have been able to before. But I yeah. think that that kind of that need for that actual physical space for a lot of our business, the, a lot of the businesses in our communities are going to really I think that's going to shift and change and mm -hmm. we're, we're finding ways to do more with less, you know, enjoying more of kind of that, that family connection and those mm -hmm. different pieces. And I think yeah. you'll see businesses, even in their marketing kind of start to hone in on that a little bit more. I think we saw a good peak of it during the Super Bowl, even with some of those ads, but mm -hmm. uh, I think we'll continue to see a lot of that messaging um, even on just the creative side, because it's going to reflect what we're seeing in real life for who, yeah. I don't know that it'll ever necessarily go away. I think that it's something that we'll continue to integrate and have, um, you know, from here on. Yeah. There's a trickle down effect. That I'm just kind of interested in seeing that level of like, if that's what we saw from this, the commercials from um, the Super Bowl, it's like, what's that trickle down effect look like to some of the local and more traditional uh, means of marketing? Here's my other thing too, that you brought up that I really want to say is from the story aspect and that I've heard, you know, those spaces that kind of fell available at one of our friends, our dear close, like, um, you know, we did an episode with them, the junk in the trunk, vintage markets, the yeah. girls, they, they were able to pick up a spot in the Satsale quarter, which they helped by doing local, um, you know, vintage marketers mm -hmm. in the area of, um, Arcadia and Scottsdale, they brought in all these local people into the Sotsdale quarter that I think, you know, ripple effects, the, yeah. the spot was open. They needed a, someone to facilitate that space. It was wonderful that they had that opportunity, but it's sad to hear that someone else fell through to make that spot available. But again, I, I say that because they are friends of ours. They are, yeah. I feel like incredible individuals who are helping not only women, local people, uh, you know, they're just helping a lot of people overall. So yeah, that's something that I, like when you brought up the idea of having those spaces available, it's like, oh yeah, that's a story that clicked in my head. Absolutely. So, so before we go, I do have kind of this last bit question for you and, oh man, I just had it and it was, <laughs> and it's floating away from my mind now. Oh, I'm so sorry. But um, let me just kind of conclude by saying, you know, there are a lot of different changes. There are a lot of ups and downs. You have kind of surveyed all of it and you've honed in on your own skills. You've you know managed to help your help your own team stay afloat. And that, that, that being said, I have learned so much from you. And so I want to continue to have, you know, a connection with you. So any one of your individuals who you feel are a local uh, phenom that want to come in and, and talk with us, it's an open door policy. I feel like anything, anybody who works with the real deal marketing can come in and be okay with us. So that being said, I'm going to let you take it away by promoting yourself. I'm going to let uh, ask you to give everyone your website, your social media handles, any events that you got coming down the road that you're stoked about, want everyone to hear about. Take it away, Stephanie. Go right ahead. 
Well, thank you so much. And I, it's just been, it's been so great to be here and to be a part of the Finding Arizona podcast community too. Um, uh, to find us, we are, I love a good pun. We are realdealmarketing.com and that's my last name spelling. So it's R like Roger, I-E-L, uh, D-E-A-L marketing.com. And that's and what got uh, me. That's what got me in. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. I see, see where you went with that. <laughs> love a good pun. It's been my Insta, my Twitter handle since 2008. So um, I've turned that personal brand into my, into my business brand too. Uh, and then I'm real deal pretty much everywhere on social, Instagram, Twitter. Um, and then the business is real deal marketing um, everywhere except on Twitter because that didn't fit in the character count. So that, uh, yeah, but that's, that's where you can find us. And the one kind of big thing that we are really working on, it actually kind of spurred last year with that, that trend, that aha moment of, you know, what really is working for us and where we could really provide value from a lot of those coaching sessions is uh, I'm actually building and it will soon be launching an online course for, nice. for small to start up businesses that don't have a big marketing budget and really want to learn the basics of marketing to be able to DIY nice. their different needs from everything from branding to ongoing marketing and okay. get quality information. So that'll be available um, in April. So awesome. Well, you're hearing that, it first. That hasn't yes, been released exclusive. Anywhere yet, yes, so, exclusive. Yes, exclusive. Oh, so that kind of actually led to my what I forgot my question was going to be. I was going to ask you if you had a, if you knew someone who had a first time business had a hundred dollars for marketing, what would you suggest they should do? But I will just say to everyone listening. Go check out the ebook. Go check out the class and and get you know get yourself caught up and taught up by Stephanie Real. Because I say if you're gonna learn about something, might as well go to the source, right? Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. And yeah, there'll be a lot of different options at a lot of different price points. Awesome. Um, all really affordable and approachable for that small business that's just starting out and is feeling overwhelmed, but wants that wants to feel like they you know they can get that education and really tackle it themselves. Awesome. Good to hear. And before we go, ladies and gentlemen, you can hear every episode of our podcast at FindingArizonaPodcast.com. Make it easy for you guys to connect with us so you can find us at Finding Arizona Podcast under all social media handles, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Finding Arizona Podcast. Let us know who you want in next and we will try our best to get them in. Last but not least, we do have a place for you to go do become a super fan. It is called Patreon.com slash Finding Arizona Podcast. There you will sign up for one of the tiers and in return, you will get bonus content and we hope that Stephanie will take part in one of our bonus content called Fine Examination. 50 questions that we fill up with our guests of the week and you can only catch it at patreon.com slash Finding Arizona Podcast. Thank you again, Stephanie, for coming. I really do appreciate it. And thank you to everyone listening. We will catch you on the next episode. Good night, y'all.